Modern science has finally tied together the way in which getting leaner and improving longevity and health supplements might make getting to both easier. With me now with some answers is a real doctor who treats real patients and has developed several all-natural remedies to fight the effects of aging, enhance your memory, and even give a much-needed boost to your energy levels. With us to tell us about these cutting-edge formulas is Dr. Dave himself. Dr. Dave Wojnarowski. Uh, Dr. Dave Wojnarowski, also known as Dr. Dave. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave Unleashed. Disclaimer, we have to be very, very careful about what we say. You alone, the listener, must assume all liability and responsibility for use, misuse, or disuse of this information, non-use of this information. None of the information here is for anything but entertainment and educational purposes. It is not meant to treat, mitigate, diagnose, or in any way affect any disease. So... We took a short break and we're back now um, listening to the chain of command, if you will, or chain of development and, and all the, the incredible attention you pay to detail um, brings out something that's near and dear to my heart. And that's basically that we're a niche. Um, we are going to be attracted by and attracted to and attractive to people who want the absolute best who are concerned about how things are treated, who are concerned about quality control issues, who are concerned about what they put on and in, because you can inhale these and you're inhaling these on and in their bodies. Um, you can get cheaper products, you can get adulterated products, you can get all kinds of different things that are not up to spec in terms of uh, what you're providing. And just a little bit about, uh, it sounded like you were talking about terroir there, you know, the seasons and soil and all that other stuff. And, you know, I don't know a lot about wine, but I know that terroir is a very important part of it. Uh, there's no reason I can think of that it wouldn't be an important part of anything that, that's plant-based, any phytotherapies. So uh, maybe tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, of course. I, I do believe that. Uh, it is about working with the rhythm of nature at all times. So um, plants change according to seasons. Uh, they won't develop the same way in a very hot climate and full sun in summer um, than in a, in a cold environment with little sun hours. Um, and the hydrosol being their distillation, this difference can be felt, uh, at least in their smell, for example. So, um, um, actually, uh, their difference is the smell, and, and then they do contain the same active principle according to the seasons, uh, even, even if they smell differently. For example, the holly basil that we work with um, is very spicy uh, and has a full kick during the summer and is uh, way... Uh, less spicy during during the winter, as an example. Mm -hmm. So it, it matters. <laughs> Your attention to detail absolutely matters um, in the final product and, and when and how it's harvested. Um, this is uh, something that really distinguishes your product from so many other things out there. And I, we've talked briefly about adulterants and fragrances and things of that nature. 
Um, but I, it's just very important. Uh, you know, my flagship product for my nutraceutical company is is um, fish oil, and we're we're pure out to parts per billion. And people say, well, you know, I can buy a product. Your product's seventy five bucks a bottle, and okay, it's pure and it's potent and so all that. But why can't I just go to you know Costco and buy a five dollar bottle? Uh, well, first of all, you're not going to see what's in it. You're not going to see the adulterants. You're not going to see the CO of A sheet uh, because they're not running it on that pretty much, I can guarantee you. Or if they are, they're holding it to a standard that isn't even close. Um, and this this is true of especially true of skin products because your skin is such a huge organ for secretion and absorption. It's got phenomenal absorptive capacity um, to bring uh, various and sundry natural or synthetic products into your body. Um, so I'll use the fish oil again as an analogy. Okay, people will say, um, I can buy something that costs, you know, one one fifteenth of what your product costs, and it's a decimal point difference. So you say parts per trillion and purity are less than whatever, because you can't really say zero in anything. You have to say less than on some of the some of the assays are, are designed for parts per million, some are designed for parts per trillion, but when you see the less than, it means they're just not measurable. Uh, this product that I buy has 0.1 part per bill, per million. Uh, why can't I just take that? Okay, so now you're going to take, uh, first of all, something that has a part per million in it per capsule. You're going to take six capsules a day, and you're going to take that for the rest of your life. Uh, it doesn't take rocket science to figure out that, especially things that are you can't get rid of, like mercury, lead, uh, xenoestrogens that get stored in fat, uh, and but, but this is a huge topic for 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 uh, you know hydrosols, essential oils, and, and cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, over a period of years, months to years, this stuff accumulates in your body, and what was a teeny tiny little amount is now a massive amount. Um, and you know, uh, this is I'll give you another example. Krill, Krill doesn't publish any of their stuff. You don't see parts per million and parts per trillion in any of that stuff. And they say, well, it comes from a clean ocean. And uh, we think it's pure because it's a tiny microorganism. But if it takes a million krill shrimp to make a bottle, a million times a tiny amount is not a tiny amount. Indeed. Definitely. Um, so, so, yeah. You're so you're going to put into or onto. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear you. Uh, so, so. Thinking about thinking about this and 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 talking about um, the the importance of of skincare and of having the right skincare and really giving that food to our to the biggest organ of our body, uh, which is by the way the furthest organ of our inside, uh, so which needs to be nourished uh, in a proper way. Um, I would like to ask you um, a few questions. Um, what is for you the the importance of using skincare nowadays? First of all, and and how um, and, and can we do completely without it? That's a really good question. Uh, I will tell you that for about 59 of my 60 years, I did do completely without it. And uh, I regret that now uh, because um, using your products, my products, uh, you know, I make a, a stem cell derived uh, serum for the face. Um, 
and uh, using these products on a regular basis now, my skin has got, I mean, you even said it yourself when you saw me last, which, I, you know, this unsolicited, I didn't say anything. You said, oh, your skin looks great. Uh, you know, so I don't have great skin. Uh, it might be a lot better uh, if I had started sooner, but I've started now, and uh, there's no question I've seen an anti-aging benefit from using uh, our products, yours and mine. Um, and uh, so do we need it? I think we do, and I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, I get to talk a little bit about evolution here. Uh, you know, we, um, I'm just finishing a book on the ketogenic diet, and one of the topics that came up during that was, what's the right diet? And you can debate this and argue this, and uh, depends on which organization you belong to, you know, uh, so I never pontificate on on diets. Um, I just let people do what they what they think is best for them. But genetically speaking, uh, our genes, what what's what's makes us up as who we are, have changed very little in several million years, at least two million years, and millions of years for genetic change is not very very much. Uh, there's a thing called epigenetics, which is um, sort of the off-on switches of the genes. It's what turns things on and turns things off. So you have this huge library of genes, um, many of which you, you never use past, say, uh, development or newborn or uh, growing. Um, and so they are turned off and on appropriately or inappropriately by this uh, epigenetic mechanism. And one of the things that happens as we age, uh, and this is not a fait accompli, this is a result of toxins in the environment, bad diets, stressors, et cetera, is we tend towards more and more inflammation as time goes on. The inflammatory biomarkers in our body and our skin go up as we get older. And this sort of creates a self-perpetuating um, cycle of, you know, a little bit more, a little bit less repair, a little more inflammation, a little bit less repair, a little more inflammation until you hit a tipping point where you start aging rather dramatically and getting wrinkles and getting a coarse looking skin and poorly hydrated skin. Um, everything in our environment conspires against us. We don't have the genetics or even the epigenetics to deal with the problems because we've created such an artificial environment so quickly. You know, if genes take a couple million years and epigenetics takes a couple, maybe tens of thousands of years, uh, you know, if you look at the Industrial Revolution, you know, really full force for about two, three hundred years. Uh, this is a impossibly short time for our mechanisms to catch up. I and mean, we can do amazing things with our bodies, you know, but but uh, and they're very plastic in a lot of ways. And we're finding out, you know, with minor, minor changes in, in you know, supplementation and skincare products and whatever, we can change our epigenetics. And we can reduce this inflammation and we can de-age our skin. Um, but what's out there? Well, we have a thinning ozone layer that we didn't have, you know, a million years ago. Um, we have an environment that we inhale and also settles on our skin of uh, numerous, numerous toxins that are totally synthetic, didn't exist a million years ago, didn't even exist a hundred years ago. But there's no possible way that our bodies could get uh, equipped in, in our own sort of uh, operating systems to, to make up for this. So do we need skin care? Hell yeah, because there's so much out there that we are not able to, to metabolize and, and deal with. Um, with skin care, we can at least nip the inflammation in the bud and we can interrupt some of the cycles. 
And there's a couple of ways to do that. You can use protective agents like what I put in my products and you put in your products, those being the natural things like holy basil and lime uh, in an active water format or in an oil format. And you can use um, stuff that doesn't have that. You can stop the cycle of accumulation. So what's out there? Well, just real quick, because you, you got me excited now, Coco. I mean, <laughs> the Encyclopedia of Dave has been open. So uh, estrogens are a big thing. And if you look at things like sperm count in men, if you look at things like um, premenopausal breast cancer in women, on the rise, big rise. Here's one nobody has uh, uh, attributed to yet to, to the whole xenoestrogen, but I'm going to postulate it. It's a postulation, a hypothesis. A Dr. Dave original. It could be a bunch of BS, but I don't think so. If you look at the number of young women who are having heart disease now, this is a toxin-mediated thing, and it's a xenoestrogen-mediated thing, in my opinion. So what's a xenoestrogen? Well, it's an estrogen mimic. So your cells, all of your cells, have receptors on them, and especially in places like the gut, the brain, and the reproductive organs, you have receptors for, for estrogens. And a xenoestrogen is something that occupies that receptor and causes an effect inside the cell, but it's not an estrogen. It's not a naturally occurring agent in this case, or it may be naturally occurring to a different species and not yours. And, you know, Premarin, classic example, 23 different estrogens in Premarin all come from horse piss. So you know, they're not anything like human estrogens. And what happens in general is there are three different estrogens that the body recognizes. One is called estrone. It ends in O-N-E, so that's one, E-1. Estradiol, that's E-2, diol meaning two. And estriol, uh, that's three, triol, three. Um, and there's a natural balance of these hormones. Almost all the xenoestrogens increase estrone. And estrone has been linked to prostate cancer and feminization in men. It's been linked to benign prostatic hypertrophy in men. It's been linked to gynecomastia in men, breast cancer in men breast cancer in women, and now I'm telling you, I think it's uh, um, directly involved in this, uh, I'll call it mini epidemic, because uh, it hasn't hit, hit the coronavirus size yet, but it's, it's out there, of premature heart disease in women. Um, so this is all, in my opinion, due to uh, these xenoestrogens, and they're especially dangerous, of course, during pregnancy, and especially dangerous in the developing fetus. Another thing, of course, is other endocrine areas. Thyroid toxicity. Um, our dear friend Carly, Carly Samandel on pranaloveyoga.com has written a blog called This Perfume so Story Stinks. This Perfume Story Stinks. Pranaloveyoga.com. Why would you want to read it? Because you'd want to read what happens to the thyroid when you expose yourself to perfumes and you spray on your neck all the time. So, I mean, I know I said, <laughs> I'm getting, you know, riled up about this, but this is a big deal. It's a big deal in terms of, of public health. And we're, we can help people by taking these things out of our agents. You and I don't have anything like this in any of our agents. And a, a, this alone is a big, big thing. Um, the other thing, preservatives. Now, you, you mentioned the natural, you know, the alcohols and the volatile and non-volatile parts of the hydrosol. There are naturally occurring um, preservatives, if you will. It's a bad term, but, uh, you know, they're, they're natural preservatives. They're not. Indeed. something that's, that's added you know and uh you can you can look at uh all different types of, of preservatives uh you can look at parabens you can look at phthalates you can look at uh exactly dioxins 
Uh, and some of these are surfactants and soaping agents, and some, not all of them are, are um, um, preservatives. But especially in the preservatives, uh, there is a, a real serious potential problem for uh, uh, altering your, your genetic material and also organ toxicity. The, the sulfates, lauryl sulfate, uh, um, laureth sulfate, another example. So there's a bunch of them. My personal favorite, um, don't take this the wrong way, but it's uh, uh, cocomidopropyl betaine, and it's got cocoa in it. So, <laughs> But uh, wh why is it a problem? It's, it's basically um, a derivative of uh, coconut oil, uh, you know, uh, laurel, uh, the laurel fat of coconut oil, but it's listed as a natural ingredient because it's a synthetic version of a natural coconut oil, um, and it's anything but natural. So... Um, these are some, and a lot of this stuff doesn't even have to be listed. So anybody who's listening, uh, if I've made an impression on you, um, you go and get some of Coco's products now. Coco, again, your website, please. Thank you so much uh, for that explanation. Um, so the website is www.feelnamo.com, F-E-E-L-N-A-M-O.com. Um, and and this is this topic is uh, on the rise. People start to talk more about the importance of um, of what we're facing, and this is all both uh, prevention and reacting now. That uh, that is so important. Uh, even group released an article not a long time ago about the importance of, of natural skincare, for example. Um, and uh, along the lines, uh, and what we were just talking about, um, I would like to ask you um, what products uh, we, would we need to avoid um, in skincare, okay. as we were talking about, and as you know, someone who is reading a label um, and your thoughts on that. Uh, you know, that's, it's really important because the first thing you have to understand is you've got to trust your supplier, in this case, you and me. You, we, we've established this trust with our audiences so far, and we'll continue to establish this trust. But um, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't have to be put on a label. And that, I think, is, is part of the issue. But um, one of the things, and I'll give you an example, um, people talk about parabens. Um, parabens are... are uh, acids that are used essentially uh, as preservatives um, and sulfonification agents in, in, in cosmetics. So um, not to be confused with paraffins, which are waxes, okay? So parabens have been said, they're ruled as safe. But if you look at the studies that are done on them, they've been very short term and they're mostly done in animals. Obviously you can't do human testing. So we're simply saying, okay, because it doesn't harm rats over a period of two or three weeks, it's okay in humans. Remember, um, I don't know if you're this way, but every woman I've ever known, uh, if you go into their shower or their bathroom, they've got about 80 different half-used products. Um, and some of them, uh, you know, are from a few years back. Uh, so they may contain some of the things like triclosan, which has been uh, banned. Um, but the, the point being is that just because it's ruled as generally regarded as safe, there's no long-term human studies in, in almost any of these things. Um, so that's the first thing. What do I would avoid? I would avoid parabens. That's obviously one of them. 
Um, the laureate sulfates and laurel sulfates, I would avoid those as well. Uh, obviously, the ethylene glycols. Now, it gets a little sticky here. Ethylene glycol, obviously, is a toxin. Um, and it's excreted through the kidney. Uh, you know, if you've ever watched true crime stories, you see it's featured every now and then, you know, the jealous husband or wife, you know, is, is uh, poisoning their spouse with uh, ethylene glycol. Um, there's something called pantylene glycol, which is not all that different, but it's interesting because if you look at that, it's, uh, it doesn't appear to be toxic at all. But I would simply avoid the glycols for simplicity. Um, you know, fragrances. If they're not natural fragrances like holy basil and lime hydrosols or essential oils, um, avoid them because they're probably synthetic. I mean, a big company is not going to go out there and chop down a bunch of uh, trees and be worried about sustainability. They're going to source wherever they can source from. And if they can make it cheaper in the lab, they're going to make it cheaper in the lab. And so they may say things like natural fragrances. Well, what, what does that mean? Uh, there's a lot of wiggle room in natural fragrances, including adding some synthetic mimics of natural fragrances where they're molecularly similar, but they may contain, contain things that come out of the um, extraction process. Uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. This happens, in, again, in fish oils and certain omega-3s. People extract with things like hexane. Krill is extracted in, in Canada with hexane. Hexane is a volatile organic solvent that causes cancer. So, um, you know, I mentioned parabens, obviously, and triclosan. Uh, triclosan, you don't really have to worry about too much unless you're one of those people that has a bunch of stuff um, from years back. Um, the synthetic... Uh, uh, Cocomidopropyl betaine, uh, or uh, the, the synthetic cocoa oils, and then there's a, a lot of things called thiazolate. Sorry, thiazolanones, um, and these a lot of times are not even um, listed, um, but they're primarily uh, saponification agents that are um, replacing parabens, but they're still something that you don't need and you don't want, and there hasn't been any long-term safety studies. Um, now, when I say that, a cosmeceutical company that uses these is going to produce documentation from expert panels and lots of doctors that they paid to say that this is all safe. Show me a long-term study of what happens in accumulation in a human being um, and show me that you've studied this for 10 or 20 years. They can't do it. It's not possible. And it's also not ethical. But the point is, you don't have to worry about that when you use products like yours. Indeed. Thank you so much. Um, so, so exactly. So now that we talked about, you know, how to avoid, how to be aware of the toxicity first and, and how to avoid it, um, I would say um, we, we ally very much everything which is more natural natural to something um uh which is not necessarily efficient um right. uh, well um you know we we are in this period of time of of de-aging the skin de-aging us as a person um getting injections etc um can we talk a little bit about uh, the natural way to de-age the skin with our products yes. in an efficient way? Yes, uh, we, uh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, um, again, be wary. You've opened up the Encyclopedia of Dave. But um, 
what I wanted to say to you, um, uh, this may sound odd on a podcast, but I'm going to have a product suggestion for you because one of the things we didn't talk about, uh, and forgive me if you're already on this, I suspect you already are, um, and I'm not trying to make you spill the beans on anything that you're not ready to talk about publicly, but um, we talked a little bit about the ozone layer um, and you know, global warming is happening, whether you believe it or not. Um, there is the most skin toxic agent out there is UV light by far. It's the thing that ages the skin the most, damages the skin the most. And you know, I have pretty fair skin, so I generally tend to wear uh, big hats when I'm working outside. Uh, but there are beautiful all natural uh, agents in the plant kingdom that can work as sunscreen. So I'm hoping um, that um, without spilling the beans on any future products that you will put some energy and time into developing that because above and beyond everything else, uh, this is a very practical thing for uh, everybody, even people who maybe don't mm, believe in having olfactory sense changing their moods or altering their you know, spiritual makeup, which I do and you do, but uh, there's this issue of sun damage and sun damage is a real thing and it's getting more real if that's uh, if that's a real phrase um so um, i'm hoping that you'll put your genius to work on that you don't have to tell me you already have unless you want to but uh, i'm just hint 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 for the audience for future products so and i, I would be remiss if i didn't mention that as something that ages your skin because photo aging is the primary way to uh that our skin ages. Then you lump it on top of all those wonderful toxins and xenoestrogens and pollutants. Um, you know, here's the thing. If you go to Mexico City and you study the lung health of people in Mexico City and you study something called telomere length, which is an area of my special specialty, um, what you see is that the high pollution levels age a person's lung in Mexico City quicker. They have more respiratory illnesses, including lung cancer and asthma. And you know, it's not a stretch to understand that that's happening in their skin as well. If it's happening in their lungs, mm -hmm. which are lined by a, a type of skin, it's happening in their skin as well. So this is another example of, you know, where, depending on where you live, especially how much exposure you get. But you, there's no clean oceans and there's no clean air. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's all mixed. And so, um, yeah, um, this is... <laughs> This is, uh, again, why we need skincare, why we need uh, dedicated skincare with, with all natural products. Now, I have to confess that I got off on a sidetrack there. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. No, this, this is uh, such an important point. And actually, uh, you, you asked the question. We have been working uh, on this uh, with our partner uh, in France since uh, last August. Uh, so it is on the way, uh, and, and, and we will let you know uh, as Thank soon you. as uh, we as a, a product is out there, uh, is going to be out there because you will be, you will be one of the first person to try it. Thank um, you. Thank you, and I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Uh, the question was actually. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually remembered it now. It was, oh. was, was basically what other ways, you know, what, what, what are the ways that, that uh, we can address uh, aging in the skin? Uh, is, that, is that pretty close to what you... Yes, exactly. Like how, okay. uh, how with a natural product, how you, you work with and how I work with, we work with 
um, is actually natural and efficient. Uh, we have nowadays, for example, instead of using uh, Botox and, and uh, getting injections, uh, we have some specific uh, flowers that can provide um, uh, agents that uh, are um, helping our skin remain uh, smooth. Uh, and so when, for example, we apply uh, our, our serum cream uh, called Cabal, we, we can see the results right away. Um, uh, and more and more when we apply it every day. Um, so talk about was... efficiency, mm -hmm. natural efficiency. Well, I, I, you, you put some cabal in my little kit that you gave me uh, a few, uh, I guess it was about a month and a half ago or a month ago. Um, and again, uh, I'm a person who will use anything and everything. And uh, I love that product. And uh, those of you who are looking for an all-natural uh, anti-wrinkle and skin de-aging product, that's a superb one. Um, and I just, just as a, I have to make a little joke because... Um, Botox is actually a naturally occurring compound. <laughs> you know, it comes as a botulinum toxin. It, it comes from um, from the uh, uh, you know Clostridium uh, botulinum. I guess is a, I'm, I'm blanking on the the bacterial name, but it's basically food poison, uh, and and so it it causes a neurotoxicity. So not all natural products are obviously uh, safe for consumption. Some of them are. Um, you know, uh, definitely potentially toxic, but Botox theoretically is a naturally occurring thing. Um, some of the wrinkle creams, especially uh, those plants that are based in high in retinoic acid and beta carotene, are, are going to have the natural effect at decreasing wrinkles. Um, and um, this is an aside, but uh, a funny story. Um, someone I know uh, was entertaining using some plant medicine called Combo. And combo, of course, is frog poison. And there was a lot of reticence. Uh, there was no reticence to using that. But when Botox came up as a potential agent, it was kind of like, well, isn't that you know, bad for you? And I was like, well, you, you just took frog poison. So I'm not sure <laughs> what, the, what you're worried about. But, I, you know, you, you raise a very good point, And that, that is that um, you can get around using these more potent and sometimes chemical or chemically derived agents. Um, and you can get almost everything from plants. Um, there's another thing that I want to bring up, uh, and this is something that I'm going to plant the seeds, no pun intended, uh, for you, because I know you and I are, are planning a trip to go over there, uh, you know, with your husband and some of your colleagues to see. Uh, I want to see these things. You've got me so intrigued. I want to see these fields. I want to see these manufacturers. I want to be in Provence and Corsica, and I want to I want to see where all this stuff comes from and watch this process uh, because it's so intriguing for me, even if I never actually, uh, you know, get into the hydrosol business, which I have no plans of. Um, but the point being is I, I support this agenda because it fits perfectly using natural agents to reduce skin aging. So you can get natural wrinkle inhibition uh, from plant-based materials. A big thing obviously is moisturizing. You can, with the hydrosol, crit I mean, there you have it, it's water. So you moisturizing your skin is a huge thing about de-aging it because dry skin, you know, obviously looks older, but it also is a stress on the rest of the skin layers. 
And um, when you exfoliate naturally and you open up the skin, uh, the respiratory capacity and absorptive capacity of the skin, it, it looks younger and it is younger because it stimulates the stem cells uh, that are based in the junction between the dermis and the epidermis to make new collagen. Well, I should say it stimulates the fibroblasts to make new collagen and elastin, which reduces wrinkles and sagging of the skin. And it also increases the stem cells um, cycling. It, it gets them to jump into this process of making new skin a little bit more than they normally would, uh, to recycle a little less and to go forward to make skin, new skin, a little bit more than they would without having um, the beneficial effects of, of these products. So that's another way. And then I, I swear to you, and again, I, 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 cannot, I cannot make this uh, claim scientifically, but I, I know that the epigenetic switches that are thrown by natural anti-inflammatory, natural wrinkle, natural collagen elastic stimulating, natural stem cell stimulating products um, are all changing the epigenetic makeup of the skin, decreasing inflammation, and not only making it look younger, but making it function younger. And I want you to do me a favor, Coco. Um, I want you to address a very hot topic, not now, but down the road. This is a new product idea for you. Um, I'm very much interested in what's called peptides. Peptides is sort of the new, the new frontier in anti-aging medicine. And I believe that it is very easy to find plants that you can harvest peptides from. And I'll work with you on this if you like. Um, and we can include those peptides into your natural serums instead of having to have them put in these massively chemical synthetic things. They're amazing how they work. For instance, GHK, copper peptide works amazingly. But it's always dumped in something with laurel sulfate and benzoate and all this other stuff. There's no naturally occurring hydrosols or essential oils with the peptides added. Uh, I've added some of um, the um, liposomes to my stuff, but peptides are even a, a smaller uh, sort of a, a new frontier, if you will. So let's you and I do that. Let's you and I figure out how to put uh, some of these amazing anti-aging peptides into the hydrosol. Deal? It sounds fantastic. This okay. is a deal. And the other thing I should mention, uh, you know, one of the things I'm working on is, is making uh, peptides right now to really have them work. You have to inject them subcutaneously. You have to avoid the gut. I'm working mm -hmm. on fixing that issue. But when you apply them to the skin, especially the skin active peptides, um, they, they're going to work without having to be injected. They're going to be able to be topical, just like the liposomes. So it's an exciting field. Of, you know, you asked. <laughs> so it, it, it's we're just we're just tipping the iceberg here. But uh, th this is some stuff that I want to work on with you in the future, and, and it'll be a great fodder for podcasts. I can't so, wait to, to dive into it with you. Thank you, and and we can't wait to share with with all of you about exactly. So I know a lot of you are going to want to try and buy Namo. So one more time, Coco, if you would give them the website. Um, that they can go to to start on this amazing product line that you have and be uh, part of your mailing list so that they're not left out as we come up with some of these amazing things and as you come out with um, the products that you already have now, uh, you know, and make them available commercially. So, Yes, definitely. So the website is um, feelnamo.com, F-E-E-L-N-A-M-O.com. And you can follow us at uh, feelnamo on Instagram as well. Uh, and you no, know, we are 
constantly bringing more and more teachings, uh, more teachings about the rituals, how to use the product for you to get the most benefits on your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Um, some self-love advices that uh, will come in a free ebook on our website very soon, uh, which is very exciting. Um, and more and more teachings uh, through newsletters as well. So mm -hmm. please sign up um, and get our free ebook and get more information for you to really have a full knowledge as well about uh, plant beings, how to use them, um, how to know more in general for your life, for yourself, for your children. Um, and thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Dave. Oh, what a pleasure. I mean, this is super exciting. Um, it's always amazing when ideas pop into our heads while we're talking. They always seem to. Um, I'm sure there'll be uh, a lot to talk about in the not too distant future. But I just want to stress to everybody uh, now uh, is available on Namo. Namo now is available. Uh, don't don't wait for Coco or me or anybody else. Go out and get it now. Start taking care of yourself with this amazing all natural uh, preservative free, paraben free, uh, fake phony coconut oil free, uh, beautifully crafted, um, responsibly crafted, sustainably crafted product on on um, the Namo website. It's called Now and I've just used my fifth spritz and um, uh, I don't know, I think this is a very healthy addiction if there is such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I look forward to our next conversation. Uh, Coco, and thank you for being with us. Thank you for educating uh, our audience and bringing this beautiful knowledge to, to the world at large. Thank you so much for having me. I think we, have, we had a lot of fun. We always do. Uh, and to those of you out there listening, uh, stay tuned to all kinds of interesting different topics. But uh, Coco is not going to be a stranger. We're going to bring Coco back because I'm very passionate about what she's doing. And it fits in perfectly with the whole anti-aging thing. So till next time. Dr. Dave from www.thelongevityedge.com signing off and thank you for your time. Always welcome feedback and let us know what else you want to hear about. Uh, if it's in my Ballywick, I'll open up the Encyclopedia of Dave or the Encyclopedia of Coco uh, or, or uh, you know, a series of experts we have coming. So thank you for being here. And again, Coco, God bless. Thank you so much for everything you do for us as humans, uh, me as a person. And uh, for the audience that's listening, I hope they understand the incredible value you just gave them. Thank you so much. Thank you for you. Okay, talk to you soon, dear. Love. Blessings. You too. Blessings. <laughs>